Hello there, guys, and welcome back to the JBL Free Podcast. It's William. I've shaved today. I don't know. I don't know why that felt relevant that I said that. And today I'm being joined by actually a very talented man. Thank you very much for that intro. Uh, hi, uh, my name's Carl Dobson. I am an actor, producer, and director, and I work for a video production company called Infinite Potential Films, based in Manchester. Although I actually live in Sunderland. <laughs> you live in Sunderland, did you say? I live in Sunderland, yeah. Even though we're, oh. I'm based in Manchester for that, because I've got like a, I've got a like full time job, but then I've also I'm working with Infinite Potential Films as well. I so. see. Well, I guess we're not that far. I, I'm in Newcastle at the moment for university. Oh, so you're not that far from me, are you? No, not at all, not at all. Okay. You know, very impressive resume there. Actor, director, writer. Thank you. Um, let's, let's, let's get go a bit into your background and kind of get to know you a little bit. Like, what first got you into the scene? You know what I mean? What made you think, okay, filmmaking, I like this. I want to do this. I think it was something that I wanted to do for a while. Um, um, it's just a case of I just didn't know how to approach it. I mean, I made, I think since the age of 18, I made various accounts with something called Star Now. Um, I ended up not going on to them because I didn't pay the subscription because, well, I had no money at the time. Um, <laughs> but eventually it got to the point where I wanted to sort of invest in myself a bit. So when I think I think I was 22 at the time. Um, I decided I'm going to pay the subscription and get a little bit of a portfolio behind me, even if it doesn't get me any money. Uh, so the first film I did was uh, based in Warrington. Uh, it was just a short film for the web uh, called Trapped. Um, it was actually, so it was my first role and it was actually a lead role. Um, I was really, really fortunate with that. Um, you know, that was, so I got an idea what it was like to work on a film set and it was, I mean, as I said, it's, it's, I mean, it was an amateur film, you know, it wasn't anything, um, it didn't go to any, any film festivals or anything like that. I think that was the intention, but that didn't go ahead. It did get a um, it did get a screening though, uh, which I thought that was oh, that in was a movie theater. Yeah, well, I mean, it sort of. It was just kind of a hall in a in a club, really. Um, but you know, got a few dozen people that came to see. It. <laughs> well, it, even even then, it felt amazing at the time because it was something that it, it was a bit of a new world to me, to be honest. And then um, from there. I, th I think I did another six short films that year. Some were lead roles, some were just supporting. And then eventually, uh, a couple of years later, if I know, sorry, towards the end of my first year of acting, I auditioned for a Batman fan film, Batman Terror of Arkham, um, which is out on YouTube. It took us about two and a half years to make. <laughs> um, long, long story. <laughs> I, I definitely want to check that out. I yeah, I mean, it's got it's done really well considering. I mean, you know, we we do understand it has a few teething problems, but uh, to cut a long story short, we we worked on some of the stuff very last minute. There was a lot of rearranging to do, and time was a bit of a. Despite we had a long time to make it, we it was very sort of constrained at the same time. Well, Again. could you elaborate a bit further on that? What, what yeah, sure. So what happened was, so I got cast for the film in 2016 end of 2016 i got cast i started principal photography in 2017 in march i think it was we didn't shoot again until uh the year after everyone's just we just couldn't get together it was just you know time just seemed to be a bit of an issue but we did get back to filming again back in 2018 and 
mid 20 i think it was i think it was uh early 2019 i was thinking when am i going to finish this film and then i got a phone call saying we had a bit of a crisis um two primary cast members had actually dropped out um there was there was mainly there was they both had it was sort of similar reasons in a way but basically they couldn't make it which well life gets in the way sometimes which is fair enough um, so what we had to do we had to have like sort of like an emergency meeting uh, which involved me just as a cast member and uh, the producer and director so we met up I think it was a week later um, to discuss what to do with the film and I sort of unofficially came on as a producer for the film I just came on as an actor but then I kind of got made a producer for it as well, well and, and just like your first time yeah definitely yeah sort of it was the first time I got involved with something like that. And then I think the film was meant to be released March 2019, but then it got pushed to August. When the fi- when the film finally came out, so that, that was like two and a half years yeah, yeah. of being part of this film. Oh, it, was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a pain to do, but it was a pleasure at the same That's time. Amazing. I that loved it. Was out. That must have been a great feeling. Oh, it was. When it finally came out, I thought, you know what, despite the sort of teething problems that we can see with it, it worked. A lot of people liked it. Obviously, it's not without criticism. You know, you do get of course, yeah. criticism, of course. But having said that, we've come a very long way since. And I've been officially made the creative lead for Infinite Potential Films. We have released another fan film recently, Relic of the Jedi, a Star Wars story. That has done amazingly. In terms of reviews, it's... People really enjoy it. Oh, people have loved it. Honestly, I mean... I mean, you can see it for yourself. You can just go on YouTube, and we're getting close to nine thousand views at the minute. But that's like that's just only from two months ago, and you know, quality speaks for itself. Well, that's it. And I mean, before the film got officially released, we we sent it out to various people who did like podcasts, such as yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the review. We got we sent it out to six people. Each one gave us five stars, so we got six five star reviews before the film was even released. And the feedback has just been so flattering since. We're just we're super proud of it. Um, it was it actually turned out a lot better than what we thought. So for that <laughs> one, I was an actor, producer, writer, and assistant director. Uh, and and is that how you, uh, you you earned yourself this promotion into creative lead? Would you say? Or... Well, yeah. I mean, well, that was just because of Batman. I think mainly in a way because the, the director Jonathan, I, th- I think he appreciated the fact that I stuck around for so long and actually stuck with the film because my 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 philosophy is, you know, you start something, you, you make sure you finish it. You know, you don't just abandon shit. You know, I've yeah. never ever done that. Even when I've done something I really don't like, I've just thought, no, I'll get it, I'll get it done. Then no one can say I've I dropped out. <laughs> so yeah. um, keep your reputation intact. Well, that's it. Yeah, it's 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 all about integrity at the end of the day, you know. And I think it definitely paid off in a way. And we've got loads of other things coming, like coming up next but Relic of the Jedi was the the one film we did recently we have released a, f- a few short sketches since um, we, we released a We Are Venom sketch it's just a two minute clip just to show like the VFX we can do and we released a two minute uh, comedy sketch about, it was an improvised comedy about one person liking mushrooms and the other person absolutely hating them it's the most random thing okay that sounds very interesting but it works so well. I do not. I didn't. I wasn't sure how it was going to go because it was the first time we ever did any improv. But it worked fantastic. I'm really proud of it. 
Um, I can see it through the look of your face. You know, I kind of want to get a little bit into uh, what it's like, you know, being a man in your position. So, you know, you're like the creative lead of Infinite Potential Films. Yeah. What's that I, like? It sounds almost like a dream job. It is. I mean, it's it's not a... Well, it's it's kind of like... It's like a dream come true, but it's like a dream I never had. But right. And it just come, if you get what I mean, it's just something that I feel like it was... For me, it was perfect when when uh, Jonathan described like the role to me. It just kind of fell into place, really. Um, I just like me and John, me and Jonathan work together extremely well. I mean, he's obviously the founder and CEO of Infinite Potential. I'm the creative lead. So basically, my job, effectively, in a nutshell, is basically a second pair of eyes on set, and you know, That's sort of help come up with content and such. We have we do have content creators as well who we've just brought on the team recently. Uh, we have a production manager. You know, so we have got a nice little team and we've got some pretty decent things lined up. But yeah, to be the title creative lead is not something I'd, I'd ever dream of having. It's, I don't know, it's great. I like it's it. like you, you just attracted it just by be, just being the man for the job in a sense. Well, yeah, in a way, it's, as I say, it's kind of, it's kind of how I became producer for Terror Bar. It's It kind of happened by accident, but like a happy accident. You know, it wasn't something, I was only meant to come on that as an actor, like, the one time and yet because of as I say I, I think it was literally because Jonathan could see that like I was determined to get this film finished with him it, it was kind of like a reward but at the same time it was just something that I don't know it just made sense and obviously since then me and Jonathan have we, you know we've worked on a lot together as I say we know we released a Star Wars fan film recently which I helped write and as I say the reviews of that have just been more than flattering. Is is something I'd like to know yeah because uh, you know there's quite a few fan fictions I want to know do, do you have any like inspirations or role models or certain artistic styles that you really like that inspire you out there? Oh I don't know about Jonathan um well I, I know Jonathan has a few influences personally but you'd have to ask him personally really to see if you have to explain it better as for me, I don't know if I have any influence. I mean, I think I do, maybe subconsciously. But in terms of, like, acting, for me, like, my favourite actor's always been Val Kilmer. I've always, like, because I, I, I just love how he, he puts 100% effort into every role. He's very, he's varied. And, you know, he just, even if the film has been bad, he's always been fantastic. So it's one of them things of, that's kind of how sometimes, I'd like to think that's how people see me, even if the production's, rubbish i'd like them to think that i was decent yeah, <laughs> so, i think for me that was the inspiration in terms of acting in terms of like vision i don't know i think it's it's I, i'm going back to star wars again sorry i'm just a massive fan um, for instance because obviously when we did star wars it was it's a it's something that obviously not only are we passionate about it's something we know a lot about so therefore we know what will please the fans as, as it were so for instance we created a story for it that fans have always wanted to see but for some reason we haven't seen it so far so we wanted to make it for them and um we just came up with this you know we had a we had a premise oh years ago so jonathan kind of came up with with a premise for the film and he just wanted to help me develop it so so the way that went was i thought there's three things that kind of drive me when i'm writing i write to music i think that's one of the things you know it, i think it's similar to george lucas george lucas when he wrote star wars he wrote to music that's how he kind of pictured his scenes. And that's kind of how I do in a way. And well, sometimes it helps me think of dialogue. It helps me think of how characters look. You know, it's it's little things like that. It's just little inspiration. Like really, uh, that sounds like a craftsman's touch. That I, 
You know, <laughs> I'm not really a writer, so I, c- I can't really fully understand you. But no, that's no, that's fair enough. I mean, like it's as I say, it's 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 just a little hint. It's just a little tip that you know I pick up on. It's nothing that I've sort of dev- devised myself. I you know I just don't like. I literally overheard George Lucas saying a in um, an interview one time that he writes the music and I thought oh I might try that and it works you know so I try like I do things that are sort of like tried and tested and that just happens to be one of the things that works for me and I think I'm more of a like I am quite a bit of visionary I will say but sometimes like because I'm not like a VFX person I'm not an editor or anything like that but Jonathan sort of helped so I kind of helped his vision come to life in terms of the story and he helped my vision come to life in terms of how I saw it for him. If you, so we kind of bounced off each other. Yeah, with that, that makes sense. You get the complimentary. That's yeah. a, it's really good when that happens. You know, your, your stories kind of make me feel like there's a, a, a big lesson for any actor, <laughs> anyone creative, really at home listening. You know, just show up, do the job, do it to the best that you can, be open minded, and you know what? It might just go quite well for you. Definitely. I think like when you put when you put 100% effort in and you you can sort of see the effort that you've put in, you know, you've done a decent job, even if not, not everyone's going to appreciate it, you know, but I think one of the other things as well is, as you've just said there, yeah, you need to be open minded, definitely. And you've got to sort of not only just be open to criticism, you've got to expect it. Mm. you know, And, you know, it, it does happen from time to time. Like, I mean, I've even got criticism for like um my role in batman some people loved the performance some people which character did you play in batman so i played commissioner gordon oh okay. um bear in mind i do not look like the same <laughs> yeah, you've got the goatee going on you know got the go going on yeah well you should have seen it in, uh, i don't know if you've seen relic of the jedi well, well you haven't my beard's like well i know the audience won't see it but it's massive and <laughs> my hair's a lot longer than this i look like a withered owl so that's one way to describe it. Man. So how do you deal with criticism then? Honestly, I just joke about it. I just laugh it off. Um, I think sometimes the bit, when criticism hurts, I think it's when it comes from those who you expect to sort of, you know, if you've got like family members or friends, not that anyone has, um, but if anyone who you would like to think, would you support me in this? And then they say, what the flip was that? You know, it's it's when they sort of react badly, those who you really would like to sort of impress. But, likes, yeah. but then, then again, I think since then, I've just kind of just shrugged it off, really. You know, I mean, like we, like me and Jonathan have even talked about looking through some of our videos, actually dedicating a video to the haters. <laughs> just, oh, wow. just because obviously, I think that's kind of, in a way, that's, I think that's a good way to deal with it, just sort of laughing at it, and brushing not, it. Not off. taking it personal. Exactly, it's not personal at all, and even if it is, you know, just don't really give a damn about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it I guess there would be even like some level of satisfaction if it was personal, because then it's just kind of like, oh well, that person's just bitter then. Well, that's it. But what thing you've got to understand as well: a lot of the criticism you, criticism you will see will come from the web, and you've got to think how many keyboard warriors there are in the world. So you know. <laughs> That with that in mind, I'm thinking they just say anything. They're probably criticizing every video that they've gone on, or maybe about maybe 90% of the things they watch just to, to hide behind a keyboard and do it. So that so in a way, if they are mocking me, I just laugh at that. You know, that's just kind of what keeps me going in a way. So I would 
I don't think I'll ever take it personally anymore, to be honest. And it, and it sounds like, you know, you did your part. And I think, you know, anyone at home listening can definitely take that as well. If you know you did your part, at the end of the day, it either comes down to A, someone's bitterness, or B, it just isn't their taste, you know. At the end of the day, no, it's subjective as well, isn't it? Like, definitely, definitely, yeah. So what does it feel like getting positive reviews then? Cause like, I, I, actually, what I would like to know is like almost the transition from, you know, being just a, a you know, a normal guy, produ- you know, producing, making movies, to now people are streaming and you're getting positive reviews and stuff like that. What, what was it? I mean, any any sort of, any positive feedback is flattering. But I think, I think like, say, for instance, like Relic, what we've just done, I can honestly say that the positive feedback for that is well-deserved because I think we have done a flipping good job considering we, we shot it over six days with a £300 budget and £300, that's all it was. Wow. And yet... Wow. I know I, we didn't throw that much money compared to Tower of Arkham. That was that was a lot more. Um, <laughs> but but then again, you got but then you see the shift in the quality between Tower of Arkham and Relic of the Jedi. We've come on a long way, and yet we spent less money. <laughs> so deals. I know um, th- th- that's the thing because like we keep improving every time, and you know we, we are doing it. We're doing a great job. You know, like that's not. I, I'm not trying to sound arrogant saying that. I just, I know for a fact we're doing something right because the reviews, as I say, have just been 100% flattering. And to get the reception that we have, you know, for like the six five-star ratings, I mean, well, we are putting Relic in for like film festivals at the moment. We are hoping, you know, nice. just to get a little bit, not just the more traction, but we obviously want more people to appreciate what we have done for them because... It is a film for the fans. It's something the fans have always wanted to see. So, um, I mean, with Terror of Arkham, despite its flaws, um, we were we were in the finalists for two awards, Best Actor and Best Actress. Now, nice. having taken that into, you know, despite, you know, um, criticisms that we have had about the film, it's them things that count. It's them award, well, them nominations, I should say, that do count. Good to be proud of your own work as well. You know, I really am. It's it's the it's the one thing I'm proudest of so far. That's the, it, Relic of the Jedi. Is the, I think it's because I put, not only did I put my heart into the performance, like I think I did better with the writing than I did with my performance. And as I say, I feel like I'm more of an actor than anything else. But I think my writing was better this time around. Yeah, breakthrough. Well, that's it. Yeah. So. It was the first thing I ever wrote, like properly sort of scripted and filmed. So, I mean, I, I think I wrote maybe about 85% of the script or something like that. Jonathan wrote some important points in and sort of helped round things off with certain bits. So the story came together, as it were. Let's talk a little bit about the current projects that you guys are working on. How's that coming along? Right, well... Um, or oh, what can you say? I know sometimes, you know... You <laughs> So we do have some sketches coming up, as I say, but the big projects that people are looking out for is, so I, I don't know if you're familiar with the video game series Portal? Portal? No, not really. Right, okay. So any fo- any Portal fans out there, we are creating a GLaDOS film. Well, the film's called GLaDOS. Glad- Portal fans will know that, what that is. It's a, I think it's about 25 minute film. Um, I've actually just been officially announced as a certain character in it. I've had to hold my tongue for nearly a year, but it has just recently been <laughs> So we have, that, this was a film that was meant to be released last year in November, but because of COVID, 
uh, it, it was difficult, so we couldn't do everything we wanted to do. Um, so I've been announced as the character Gordon Freeman from, I don't know if you know, Half-Life. No, I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, not to worry. Well, any Half-Life or Portal fans who know who Gordon Freeman is, that's me. <laughs> you know, what? I must respect, it sounds like you guys know your audience very well. Kind of observe some people can be a bit guilty of trying to be everything to everybody. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to know, you've got to know your audience, you know, you've got to know what your audience will appreciate. I mean, like the Portal film that we're doing, GLaDOS, that took us by surprise because it's something that Jonathan always wanted to do. It's not my project. This is more Jonathan's. I'm just, as I say, I'm, I'm a producer and an actor in it. Um, so this is kind of his baby, as it were. But Jonathan was, like when we released the, um, the teaser trailer, mm-hmm. so many people watched it. And it's like, wow. It's like people have been waiting for this. You know, there's not many fan films like of, you know, Portal or anything like there's a few, I think, but you know, not not something like Batman or Spider-Man that's got hundreds upon hundreds, you know. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is something that untapped really... territory. Exactly, yeah. So we so obviously we are sort of covering territory that is sort of already there in a way, because in a way it's just contributing to the community, really, to the fan film community. But at the same time, we want to bring something fresh. And I think yeah. we get that I think we get that balance quite quite well to be honest, because you know we've got We've got quite a decent number of people hyped at the minute, like especially for GLaDOS, because on every video that we've posted, everyone's saying, where's GLaDOS? Even if it's got nothing to do with GLaDOS, you know, we're still getting hounded about it because people really want to see the film. And we, have, we, we feel quite frustrated because we're saying, look, it is coming. We really want to do it, but we can't, you know, not yet. Um, it's, it's not a bad position to be in. <laughs> it's not, no, definitely not. It's not, but you know, I'm sure you'll get that out there as soon as possible. But, you know, it's oh. a pandemic. We, I think we can cut some slack. Oh, definitely. Well, you think that, but people seem to forget. <laughs> they just think, ah, forget COVID. You know. You know. We want to be entertained. Absolutely, yeah. So obviously, yeah, we've got Glados and Scarlet Spider. They're the big ones this year. Plenty of stuff coming. It's just a case of we're just treating everything as a step towards something bigger. We want to do something bigger and better every time. And this year with Scarlet Spider, particularly, I think we're going to do something really special with it. At least we hope we do. I kind of want to take this this conversation a little bit sideways and just kind of see a little bit, just to kind of give people a balanced and accurate understanding. What have been some of the difficulties you face so far working in the film industry? I think sometimes, well, I think the, it's not so much uh, something that's more, it's, it's more something of an annoyance. Okay. is when obviously I have worked with people before that that take obviously the, there is such a thing as taking the time with the film if you want it, want it to be good but then sometimes there's such a thing as taking too long with it but you're not mm. really putting the effort in especially if you don't have the heart for it for instance I've worked on the film oh years ago now where the atmosphere it just wasn't I finished the film because as I say I like to get things finished yeah. but it had such a great script it had so much potential but it just was so poorly executed because the director just had no heart for it. You know, I don't mind saying this, you know, he just, he just, he, one thing you've got, I think when you're making films, you definitely need to be like, not too serious as it were. You can be serious on about a project without being too serious about everything else. Whereas if you haven't got that sort of, if you're, if you're not attempting to be relational or sort of like understanding or even like just have a bit of laughing, 
Well, yeah, exactly. And if you haven't got a sense of humour, you really shouldn't be doing filming because it just becomes... Because then not only does it become a bit of a... Does it make everyone else feel run down on set? It ends up becoming a chore for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you end up, you're not really pursuing a passion at the end of the day. You, you, might, you might be deluded into thinking you are. So I think it's like working with some people that just have a lack of passion or lack of care because pride and arrogance comes above everything else. And... And then sort of things you might not think it rubs off. It might not be presentable or sort of be presented in final products of films, but it really is. It really does. It really does show. I'm not going to say what the film is because I don't want to slag the guy off. But, but yeah, it's it's just working with people. I just don't have to. Just sort of be in the right environments. That's it, yeah. I think when you've... The good thing about when you've done a film, especially with a team that you work with really well, you want to work with them again. You know, and that has happened on a few occasions. As I say, I've worked with Jonathan again on a few things. There's a few people who I worked with on other projects. We ended up all collaborating together. And, you know, our motto at Infinite Potential Films is collaboration is key. Mm, and I that's like what we do best. It's a good one. It's a good one. And um, it's something that we, we do pride ourselves in. We collaborate and, you know, we make, like, you know, everyone stays sort of, I've still got these contacts sort of outside Infinite Potential films, but when we come together to make something spectacular, the results are just fantastic. I mean, we have people working with us like over the in the US at the minute. I don't know if you're familiar with any fan film or YouTubers. Brandon Mello, um, he created a Spider-Man concept pilot a few years back. The well, transatlantic. Well, we've got a few. We've got a few. I mean, it's it's no secret, really, because I think we've already hinted. Like, I mean, I, I'm already writing a follow-up to our Star Wars film, and we have an actress who I know who lives in Texas. She's We're actually bringing her into the film. She's still going to film it over there, but we know how to work together. So we're overcoming these barriers that wouldn't normally be possible. So she's going to be in a different country, and you guys are going to make a film, and it's going to look like... It's gonna, it's gonna look it. It's gonna look the part. The way I've done it is, it's not gonna look. It's not gonna look like it's two things are forced together, like two images are forced together. It's gonna be done in such a way where you wouldn't know any different. Wow. You know, I mean, this is this is. So I just want to see this just to see how that comes out. You know, because that's well, that's I think well, her scenes were actually the first I wrote for the follow up of the film. It's a new character. She wasn't in the first one, um, but. It's someone who I wanted to bring on to the film and I, I, I wrote a, a part for her that was just absolutely perfect for her and I've shared the scenes with her and she is absolutely delighted. Um, I'm, it's going to be an absolute pleasure even if we can't meet up together at the film, we've overcome a barrier and you know we'll, we'll keep on doing that. We'll do everything we can. If, if it's a case of we really want to work with someone but we can't because of distance or in some cases because of COVID, we'll always <laughs> find a way. We always, You've always do. got to find a way. You always got to find a way. You know, we've been having such a good conversation here today. The time is flying. I'm not even realizing. I do talk a lot. I do apologize. <laughs> no, honestly, I've been thoroughly entertained. I'm sure everyone listening at yeah. home has as well. And we've picked up a few tips and tricks here and there as well. Oh, wow. It's been a very good conversation. But uh, j- just to kind of end us off nicely, what, what are some advice or tips you would give to 
you know, a fellow actor or maybe someone who wants to get into the industry? You know, from your perspective, what, what would be a piece of advice you'd like? One thing I will say is, you know, when when we have dreams of becoming an actor, you know, sometimes is it because we just like the idea of performing? Is it because we have certain roles in mind? You know, what I will say is don't look for specific roles unless you want to make that opportunity yourself. So, for instance, the thing about acting is like when you're applying for parts, you can either say yes or no to accepting them and to sort of doing what. Whereas if you mm-hmm. if it's a case of you don't feel like they're sort of if you don't feel like you're being presented with the opportunities make your own opportunities you know and i i literally mean as in write your own stuff make your own things if you want to act in something you say it'd be great if i could play this sort of part make it happen you know don't let budget don't let anything you know don't let too many things be like an obstacle you know don't worry if you don't have the most expensive equipment if you don't have years of experience the fact is when you've got a passion for something and you really want to make it work the fact is you can you can make on with however big or small your arsenal is as i say like for me it was uh like like now i think i've been very blessed in a way like i've been very lucky like with some of the roles i've got um i've been unlucky with some as well admittedly but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it happens. Don't wait for opportunities if you have the if you've got the incentive to make them. Don't let money, location, don't let that be an issue. Because as I say, if you really want to make something work, the fact is you can. Sometimes it's a case if you're not gonna you don't wait for the call. Go be, and grab it. Be that exactly, yeah, exactly. And the fact is you can if you really want it. You know, because as soon as you say, oh, I can't, well, truth is you won't get very far. You know, you could wait around and you know what? You might get an opportunity, but, you know, it's better to sort of push yourself rather than waiting to be pulled by something. Yes, that's a a perfect analogy. Yeah. That is the perfect way to end this podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Everyone is still here with us at this point. You know, Carl, thanks so much for coming on. You've really... uh, Thank you. you. Really share some insightful points with us today, Andrew. No, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, the pleasure's all ours. The pleasure's all ours. I'll be sure to put links to all his work and his social media stuff in the description, guys. So if you want to check out some of the works they've already done, please do so. And if you yourself work in the industry and have a story that you think can inspire us, then get in touch. Let's let's do a podcast. But other than that, guys, take it easy. Bye-bye.